is there any mm-hmm. strategies to block them from I can't survive today to who gives a shit, Sam? Nobody saw your video. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're like different levels. So, you know, I mean, we've worked together a little bit. Meditation is is a key okay. asset. It's a it's a key tool in this whole mindset and a heart set, you know, world. When when I talk about when mindset's easy to understand. We talk about mindset, but it's heart set. It's what's your intent of doing these things, mm-hmm. right? So your mind is like their stories and beliefs, but your heart is like, what are are you in it for you or are you in it for them or are you in it for us? Right. So like what is your intention? And uh meditation is a key asset and a key ally and a key tool in all of this. You're listening to the Faster Freedom Show, hosted by us, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls, investors, entrepreneurs, and best friends. Two millennial Midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own $40 million in rentals without using any of our own money. Now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth. If you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it, you're in the right place. Let's start today's show. Hello and welcome to the Faster Freedom Show. My name is Sam and this is not Lucas, although he is bald. I've had have, the few guests I've had have been bald. I and think, beautiful. And beautiful. You are bald and beautiful. I must have a thing for bald guys. You know, it must be my thing because most of my guests are bald. Or Lucas. Well, Sam, us bald guys have a thing for you. Oh, perfect. So, I so love it's it. like it's like this this whole duality. It, thing. It, it just is meant to be. That's right. So I got Mike Kitko on with me. So Mike, I'll let him kind of do his better introduction, but he's a life coach. I worked with him before in the past, and he works with people that are creating wealth or created wealth being happy and teaching them that they can't have it all. They can be happy and create wealth and, and they truly deserve it and should have it. So I'll let you do a little better job of that, but that's going to be the genesis of this episode. We are going to talk about the mindset of wealth and we are going to get inside Mike's mind, which has been inside the minds of a lot of extremely wealthy people deep down in there. Absolutely. You go introduce yourself a little bit. So name's Mike Kitko. I've been coaching uh, successful real estate investors for probably six years now. Um, it started with, you know, with, with working with, with you and, and Luke and, and, you know, Brian Schroeder and some of the, some of the more real estate famous people in St. Louis. And, and now I'm starting to move around the country in terms of, I just got back from a speaking engagement down in New Orleans at a mastermind, real estate mastermind. I've done some, some traveling and, and taking this show on the road, but, um, what what I share and what I what I bring to the table, I guess, in the world, because I, I think for me, um, I, I lived forty three years of a, like a meaningless life. I was just trying to create, you know, make money, and I was just trying to build a bank account, but I was empty. And I, you know, I became you, you know this story. I was three hundred pounds suicidal, and I was drinking at toxic levels, and and like everything fell apart because it was just about making money. That's it. I was, my whole life was about making money and it was about more titles. And I was an executive in corporate America and it was all about me, all about me. My whole life, it was self-obsessed and it, it all fell apart. And the only thing I ever enjoyed about corporate was building people and building teams, developing people and developing teams. And, and when I didn't kill myself and when I started putting my life back together, I said, I'm never going to do anything that I, that I have to do ever again. I'm only going to do things that I get to do. And I'm only going to live from a place of, from a place of joy and abundance and love and and inspiration and encouragement. And I want my, like the first thought in my mind every day when I wake up and my eyes open is, I can't believe I get to live this life. Like how awesome is this? And when I work with, you know, successful and wealthy and powerful real estate investors or in other industries, you know, sometimes they have seven, eight, 
figures in the bank and they still wake up in cold sweats in the middle of the night. And that's survival mode. Mm-hmm. And they're way past any need to be in survival mode, yeah. physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, relationally. They're way beyond the level that they ever need to feel like they're in survival mode, but they don't know how to make that shift. And they don't know how to get out of survival mode and get into creator mode where it's all about expanding. It's not about avoidance. It's all about expansion, right? Yeah. So, so we'll, let's, let's hop on that a little bit and then we'll kind of move around and dance around that topic together a little bit. I woke up first thing I thought I opened my eyes this morning was I get to have my kid call my podcast. I mean, that's, yeah. I want everybody to have that thought. Every, I like it. Um, so that kind of waking up there. So they're super successful people. They got great families, great lives, you know, and success means something to everybody else. You know, it means different to different mm-hmm. people, but whether they have 50 grand, in their bank account or 500 grand or 5 million, in their bank account, you've talked to people in all those scenarios and they are still not happy. They are still, and when he says survival mode, I'm kind of reading between the lines. It's more of like, they are worried, like in their mind, something is telling them like, you don't have enough. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough happiness. You don't have enough, even though they do. So there's some switch in there that needs sure. to be turned because as soon as they realize they do have enough, that's when like true happiness and embracing new challenges and creating things, that's where that magic happens. But it's it's not easy to get to that point for some people. No, and, and it takes awareness, right? Some people don't even understand they're still in like, they just think that's the human dilemma. Worry, doubt, and fear is just being human. And it's part of the human journey, no doubt, but but it's survival mechanisms. And when when you're when you wake up in a panic, when you have multi-million dollars in, in, in assets and bank accounts, and you have all the money you could ever need and you're still worried about money, that's premature survival instincts and impulses. You're literally living from your amygdala, right? Your amygdala is your center of like, it's that little uh, almond shape thing in your brain that that's firing like a fight, flight or freeze responses. And it's, it's telling you to worry and it's, it's, it's warning you of danger and it doesn't exist. And that's its job is to, is to keep you in survival mode, but we don't know how to like move past that. At first, it takes awareness to understand that these are premature survival impulses. So how do yeah, so how do you move past it then? Yeah, so, so the first thing is recognize when that worry thought comes up and let it go. Mm-hmm. When that when that fear pops up, like feel the fear and let it go. Like when the worry comes up or when you doubt yourself or when you feel like you don't have enough, it's what do you do in that moment? Do you believe that story or do you not? Because they're all stories in our mind, right? All of these, we live through our stories. We live through our beliefs. Like you could have eight figures and and still hold a story that it's not enough. You could hold five figures and say, man, I've, I'll never have another money worrying the rest of my life. You're just living through that story. And you control the story. You control the narrative that's happening inside your mind and body. And so let's get into that a little bit. And let's let's use me as, as a case study because we work together a little bit and, and you've helped me a ton. But you're also like... I don't really know how I can help. Like you're, yeah, I'm not like not don't struggle in certain ways that some yeah. of your people struggle, but I still struggle for sure. So it's one of those things where like the, my struggles and I have them for sure, but something that, you know, I uh, am getting better at and decent at is, you know, recognizing that and moving mm-hmm. on. So sure. like for a while, it's like, all right, I made, you know, 40 grand this year. I, I want to make more and have nicer things. And then you make a little bit more and then it's like, oh, on to something else. So I think, I guess the point of that is worries creep in no matter where you're at. Absolutely. And that's okay. And that's normal. It's not it, a bad thing. I don't live a worry-free life. You don't live a worry-free life. You recognize it. You're aware of it and you push it. Like now it's like, I've, you know, do all, done all right for myself. Luke's and I are doing pretty good, but it's like, all right, if I don't, 
create good content. I can't help as many people and I have 2 million followers and I do a bunch of bad videos and people are like, you know, he's a fraud. So, so those type of thoughts, sure. they don't plan. I'm pretty good at pushing the way, but my point is there's always going to have these thoughts. So you're always going to be constantly blocking. So what, is there any mm -hmm. strategies to block them from? I can't survive today to who gives a shit, Sam, nobody saw your video. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're like, different levels. So, you know, I mean, we've worked together a little bit. Meditation is, is a key okay. asset. It's a, it's a key tool in this whole mindset and a heart set, you know, world. When, when I talk about when mindset's easy to understand, we talk about mindset, but it's heart set. It's what's your intent of doing these things, mm -hmm. right? So your mind is like their stories and beliefs, but your heart is like, what are, are you in it for you? Or are you in it for them? Or are you in it for us? Right? So like, what is your intention? And, uh, meditation is a key asset and a key ally and a key tool in all of this because what happens is like we're we, we a little bit of science all right okay. so we have a, a right right brain left brain your your left brain is very analytical it's very mathematical it's very factual it's very science-based it's very show, statistical it's spreadsheet oriented and your right brain is more beauty and art and joy and love and peace and trust and right it, and seeing a you know abundance in the world more and prosperity emotion, yeah. it, it's more emotional where where the, the 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 left brain is more analytical right and if you look if you look at the school system we're trained out of our right brain we're trained very much into our into our left brain and oh hey buddy like, Clyde's like, hanging out if case in case you're just in case you're listening not watching Clyde's hanging out we're we're trained out of our right brain and into our left brain we'll trust and calm and peace and uh and hope <laughs> and let I'll go back to and trust they're, they're right brain mechanisms and we're trained out of our right brain. So meditation helps bridge those, you know, and, okay. and reignite your, your right brain. Well, the science of it, it you're saying that's, so, that's what happens. So when you meditate, if, if you were to take a look at uh, a brain image of someone who's an avid meditator, their, their right and brain hem, uh, hemispheres are fused and they're working together. So you can look at a spreadsheet, but you're looking at it through trust and through confidence and through patience and through courage and through peace and through joy right mm -hmm. but if you're if you're right hemisphere is off you're looking at it through fear and you're looking at it through like if this doesn't work i'm i'm screwed mm -hmm. where that right hemisphere helps you understand that this is just a bridge to a to a bigger bigger future right a more peaceful more loving more joyful future all right so i, I like the science behind it i like the idea behind it let's talk about some tactics to help because I, you know, this podcast is just going to go where it goes. And I love that. But like meditating, I've tried it. And it's something I, I mean that I work at a little bit and I'll go through stages mm -hmm. and then I'm like, I've, you know, got time for it. And I sit down and just my brain runs like a million miles an hour, which is nothing special, good or bad. That's just the way that it works for a lot of people. So some tips for somebody like me that the minute I close my eyes, I got a million things going on. Some tips to get better is yeah. it just simply discipline and breathing or is there some strategies is it literally just being disciplined the, the, the very first thing to do is and so let me i want to go back and touch on something you just said okay you, you, you sit down and meditate and you got a billion thoughts and then mm -hmm. you don't do it and you give up right yeah. oh yeah so, so I, I, you'll always hear a lot of people say i have too many thoughts to meditate mm -hmm. and that's like somebody who's 300 pounds saying i'm too heavy to exercise okay the whole purpose of that, meditation. That may be my issue. Is is, the whole is, I'm doing it because you said to do it, not because it, of the... Yeah. It's to calm the the quantity 
and the magnitude and the frequency and the sheer volume of thoughts that you have on a daily basis. It brings peace and, and calm to the mind, but it takes practice. That's why it's called a meditation practice. Okay, let's get into a little bit then. What happens? My thoughts create content and create a lot of wealth for me. So why do I, why do I want to shut those down? But, but do you ever- we talked about this before. Yeah, so yeah, do you ever start down a path and then like five seconds later, you're, you just shift- Oh, I'm sure I do. Yeah. Cool. So what what meditation will help you do is narrow in on that one that'll create the results you're looking for and then create like power behind that one thought and keep you from derailing so all the success. Like rifles opposed to shotgun. Absolute content. focus, right? Okay. So when you don't discipline your mind, you're, you're going to struggle with discipline in anything. Mm -hmm. So disciplining your disciplining, focusing, harnessing the Pure power of a refined, focused mind is is the way to achieve mastery in anything you want to do. But if you haven't mastered your mind, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle in all areas of life because you're going to feel like it's a fight, like you're in survival mode. And all of life is fight, fight or flight, right? You're waking up expecting things to fall apart because you, you haven't you haven't achieved peace or calm or certainty. I love that word or certainty in your mind. Okay. And that's what we're really looking for. We're looking for certainty. The, the average human being has between eight, 80 and 120,000 thoughts per day. The entrepreneur has more, mm -hmm. right? That, that's, we're, we're gifted with you know, this, this beautiful mind that never shuts off. And, and it, it's just, it keeps throwing idea after idea. And that's why, that's why you know, entrepreneurs are running the world. And that's why we're exceptional in terms of we have the next idea, the next innovation, the newest idea, this new thing that, that, that hasn't been tried before. And we don't want to shut that off. But what we want to do is we want to take and get through the clutter and get to that one. Okay. Instead of having it just be just like every other thought. And when we take that, when we meditate, when we learn to meditate and we harness the power of meditation, it starts to calm the mind and you won't have the, the magnitude of, let's call them stray arrow thoughts. You'll just refine it down to the ones that are really most meaningful. Okay. Can I, can we go down this little back and forth a little bit um, and I can still devil advocate a little bit? You're comfortable with that, right? Absolutely. I know. I'm just kidding. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, and then, then I do want to get into, because Mike's been inside the minds of a lot of successful people, get into kind of some similar traits of successful people, mm -hmm. aside, aside from the meditation part. <laughs> Excuse me. So I think part of, and you know, this is, I don't want to make this about me, but the audience knows me and it might be kind of help some people because I'm sure a lot of people relate to me. That's why they, they're listening. So for me, I think it's one of those things where and we're just simply talking meditation. I feel like I'm definitely could be more disciplined, but in general, I have pretty good discipline for my family and my work ethic and things like that. So someone that's got a pretty good life that, you know, is pretty disciplined, not running off the rails, you know, drinking every other night or anything like that. Yeah. Like I have discipline and work out and all the things and I've created some pretty good stuff so far, like it's worked. So mm -hmm. I think that's part of my fear as I'm talking it through you, not because I've never, I haven't even yeah. thought about meditating in probably six months. So like maybe th that's the reason why I'm not meditating because what I'm doing is working and yeah. the unknown of meditating probably will help it. Yes. I'm not saying you're a liar, but like, I'm not saying I'm going to meditate and completely not worry about creating content, but it's the, probably there's this fear in me that like everything's so good. Like sure. don't change what's working. Yeah. Don't reinvent. Don't try to get happier than happy. Mm. As my boy, Colin Cowherd says, I like to listen to his podcast. So not that, um, not that that's a right excuse. I'm not even saying that's right. I'm just saying that's probably, I think part of the reason maybe why I haven't, cause I know that if I 
tried and focused and set aside, like I'm going to meditate every day for the next 30 days for just five to 10 minutes and mm-hmm. grow from there. Like I could do that. Absolutely. But I'm not. You're scared. Probably. You're yes, scared. But, no, you're scared because, you because you're living out of your left brain. But yeah, but do you understand what, yeah. I mean, from, you know, you're not being inside my brain, but understanding the brain. Sure. Do you understand why it's like, well, it's working what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, you said two things you said. Okay. You said, I have a good life. Mm-hmm. And then you, you said, I have a pretty good life. I don't want a pretty good life. I want an exceptional life. Well, I'm trying not to be like too cocky here. No, I mean, no I have like that's not cocky. Family. No, no, that's not cocky. I mean, I've, I made I have an exceptional. I have an exceptional life. Yeah. Worry, I, I worry, right doubt, now. worry, doubt, and fear mm-hmm. are not part. They they happen, but they they're they're not long lasting. They pop in, they pop out, mm-hmm. and I jump right back into joy and peace and calm and, and love and beauty. That, yes. Awesome. Then then keep doing what you're doing. If you if you're having fun in your life, mm-hmm. if am. you're enjoying your life. Don't do anything different. But I want to. I always want to get better. And, but no, that's all, and, and then, mean? and then, when somebody gives you something to get better, then you, you fight it and you go back to what you already did. <laughs> no, yeah. and what you do. This is so. So, listen. I'm not for everyone, I know. right? And and I, I, you don't need to. You don't need to defend that. But you know, I'm not for everyone. And what I what I see is there's people that say, "Hey, I want to I want to be happier," and I say, "Do these things," and they're like, "Well, I'm too cool for those things." I'm like, "Okay, well, what did you engage me for?" Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So so if I'm not going to force any thing on anybody if they don't want to do it and if they don't want to change. But here's what I'll tell you, not not just for you, but for the audience. If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. And if you want something higher, you're going to have to choose higher and you're going to have to do something higher, a higher level thought, a higher level emotion, a higher level action. And when you, when you have a higher level thought, emotion and action, and they're all in lo- aligned in a certain direction, you're going to achieve a higher level outcome, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, are you satisfied? And if you are, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then look for, like, go find someone who has what you're looking for. In in, in the case of my business and, and Inner Wealth Global, mm-hmm. it's happiness, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people there, people out there that have a lot of money that are just freaking miserable. Mm-hmm. And they want what I have because they want my happiness. And I give them tools to, to, to become happy. And then it works. It's yep. crazy. Mm-hmm. And then it works. So, but if you don't, if you want what you have right now, Keep choosing it. You're doing great. There's no rules to this world thing, yeah. right? There's no rules to this to this life. You get to find what works for you and do it. But if you're not satisfied and if you feel like you're leaving something on the table, then then choose higher. Choose better. You deserve better. We all do. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I was kind of devil advocating a little bit awesome, from man. our past stuff, but also just to to do that as part of the conversation. But I I think I think what it boils down to after just going through this is I think. A lot of people are unhappy, and I think an initial first step or stone to unturn is that that meditation, melding the brains together, and that that sure. that's a big thing that can make a big impact pretty quickly for a lot of people. And not that it wouldn't for me too, but it's like one of those things where if you know, not everybody has the same path. Like I know people that wake up four a.m. this morning routine, two hours before mm-hmm. anybody gets up, they're doing all this stuff, and I've tried that a little bit. But I just wake up and go. Like yeah. that works for me. Everybody's got a different way to do it. If you enjoy your life, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. If if it's working for yeah, you, that's a big key of it. Yeah. If 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 it's working for you, keep keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no one way to do anything. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I see people all the time that say I need a morning routine, and I say, why do you need a morning routine? Because people tell me I need to have a morning routine. No, it's your life. Don't do what people tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're happy, if you're enjoying your life, keep 
cranking. If you if you're not, if you want something, if you want something that somebody else has, ask them what what they're doing to get there, right? And, and just like real estate investing, yep. right? You you don't the uh, greatest piece of money advice that I was ever given, right? You, you ready to hear it? I'm ready for it. I like it. Don't ask a broke person for money advice. Yep. It's the single greatest piece of money advice I've ever received. People do it all the Don't time. Don't listen to broke people about money. Don't listen to them. Their beliefs are poison. Their perspectives poison. Their opinions are poison. Their 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 concept of of rich people and and wealth and the, the rich are greedy and evil and arrogant and and you know they're slimy and you know entrepreneurs. Somebody who's who's a, a, a an employee who who's looking at business owners were evil and greedy and whatever. That's just a story they're telling themselves. So you don't go and ask an employee what it's like to be an entrepreneur. You don't go and ask a broke person how to make money. You don't you don't ask a serial failure to, to how to become successful, right? You don't ask a miserable person how to become happy. I mean, it, it just makes sense. But it's so true because just thinking as you're going through that and, and my mind's doing the, the crazy things that it does, I'm just thinking of like videos I've done where I've literally been in a house or an apartment complex that I've literally bought, Luke's and I bought, using I never own money that there's a million dollars equity like actual numbers of a real deal and then there's like somebody discrediting or something in the comment and then that comments gets likes and like and that comment is like well, I mean okay that's fine I, I appreciate it because it helps the algorithm and helps the interaction sure. but like it just it just it's not logical I guess trying to trying to understand something that's not logical you're gonna you're gonna be spinning the wheels for a while it, I think it's part of again it. It, these are all stories mm-hmm. my my father loved me very much mm-hmm. but he told me that rich people are are evil. Rich people are greedy. Rich people are, you know, they're 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 out to to take everything from everybody, and and they're slimy, and all politicians are are pieces of crap, and you know, that I might mean, be true. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm not maybe kidding. I'm but, kidding. But but the point is, is when between the ages of zero and seven, we'll believe anything that people tell us, especially your parents, especially the people that we love, and that we look up to, and we adore, and we admire, right? Teachers, pastors, um, our parents. Brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, we love these people and we want them to be right. And we want them to be right so much that when they tell us a lie, we believe, we believe it mm-hmm. because we want them to be right and we love them. So when my father said making money is hard, I believed them. And I set out to make making money hard. And when money came easily, I felt guilty and shameful because like, no, it can't be like this. Making money has to be hard. I don't find making money hard. You solve enough problems for people that want those problems solved and they give you money. It's pretty freaking easy. And I get to choose the problems that I solve for people. I, I love solving problems with people, for people, in a, in a mindset, heart set type, type capacity. So I don't find that hard. So I find people who want those problems solved. I solve them. I help them solve them. They give me money. That's not hard, right? The point is, is when you're doing something that you hate, that's that's when making money is hard. Well, that affects everything. So let's go on the money concept a little bit more, and then we'll we'll get to the the you know kind of mindset of a wealthy person that we teased at the beginning of the episode, which we've gotten into. Um, so. I have this, so I grew up, you know, talking about your dad, and that made me think about my dad. So I grew up with uh, incredible parents, but like frugal to the frugal. Like yeah. I'm, the, my book's almost done coming out, and in, in, in the book, it's like my dad took a brown paper bag to work every single day, same brown paper bag, two cent bag or whatever for lunch, folded it up, brought it back, right, and then the wore a hole in the bottom, and then he taped it rather yeah, than even the new brown paper bag, right? So right. that's kind of the mindset of money, and you know, retired at fifty eight, so he saved, and that that worked for him. But that's how I thought of money. 
And then somewhere along the lines, maybe it was interacting with like, you know, my like Lucas and other people like that. But it's like, I just was, didn't want to worry about money and live on a budget. I remember I created a budget right after college and then I just stopped looking at it. And I just stopped worrying about money. I stopped trying to pinch every little penny. I stopped worrying about overpaying for this or overpaying for that. And then it was like this floodgate opened. Me and my wife used to joke that like, we would like overpay a bill or do something we didn't. And then we, we were just getting checks. Like once a month, we get a thousand dollar check, a $2,000 refund for this, a $400 refund for that. Like we just kept getting money. And the other day I rented a car and I thought it was like $500. And I went to the thing and they're like, does that look right? It was like $720. I was like, yeah, that's well, fine. Like, right. Who cares? What, 200 bucks. And I get, maybe people are thinking, Oh, you douchey rich, like, but that's just, how, I don't fuck. I don't care. I'll, I'll go make more. Yeah. So 200, like, I'm not going <laughs> to start this argument and get all mad no. and piss this person off and have them call over $200. I'm just make more money. So I, that's what's happened to me. And literally it's crazy, Mike, and you probably agree, but it's like the floodgates are opened and so many, you just stop worrying there, about there's it. There's so it much, there's so much money in the world. Yeah. There's like, so much money. No. And, and, and we, we like, we think there's not enough and we're worried about running out of it. And, and this isn't douchey, rich stuff, rich people stuff. Right. So this is just literally, I mean, the universe and life at, at, at work, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much money in the world. There's so much money. If you, uh, one time I was, I was at, um, I was at a, what is it? A county fair, I guess, maybe like a St. Patrick's day okay. festival down, you know, in St. Charles. And I'm, I'm watching people go up to these like splash a duck booths. You know what I'm talking about? Where they're taking a ring and trying to throw it around a duck and they're getting like, you know, they're getting these little, plastic pieces of crap. And I'm looking at all these people spending all this money on nothing. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much money flying around this world. Yeah. People spend money like crazy levels of money, but yet we all like typically as a baseline worry and fear going bankrupt. There's right? so much out there. There's so much out there. Go solve problems for people. Mm -hmm. Like when you solve enough problems for people, they're going to give you money. It literally, that is the root of business. Yes. People have problems. You're a problem solver. Entrepreneurs are problem solvers. Mm -hmm. When we solve enough problems for enough people, we make a lot of money and our bank account increases. Guys, this is this is just rich dad, poor dad stuff. Well, it's just it's just and it's foundational stuff. So you made me think a little bit with like this mindset and scarcity thing. So I had um, a I, and I did an Instagram post. That's what I'm pulling up my phone right now. So I had a, a 67 minute podcast interview with a billionaire. Actually, the first like billionaire I've had on. on anything probably. I'm sure I've met a few in, in my days, but um, he made a couple different points about creating wealth. And this was his, his thoughts. And one of the things he said stuck with me, number one was my set of abundance. And he truly had it, yeah. but he said, there's, there's not a scarcity of resources in the world. No. Like literally everybody in the world can have anything they want. The only scarcity is in people's minds. Like they're like the actual real life world. And their heart. no scarcity. Their mind and anything. their heart. Nothing. It's all available. But it's scarcity is in their mind. The other thing he said was um, we're all connected. Whether some reading his points, whether um, you believe in God, the universe, divine spirit, we are all connected because guess what? We're all from the same whatever you want to go down, right? So we're all connected and we all like ripple, like I could do something or say something or be nice to somebody. And it happens. Mm -hmm. I could give a waitress and I did the other day, a $50 tip, she, like the ripple effects potentially of that. And I'm not talking about money. That's just a simple tool to use, sure. for this. but it could reach hundreds and hundreds of people and mm -hmm. probably will. So we're all connected. So what do you say about that? Cause I feel like he's got a similar mindset yeah, that we're talking. Absolutely. And, and look, we, I'm part of a little group that we get together once a month and there's all entrepreneurs, right? And families, entrepreneurs and spouses. And we get as many entrepreneurs as we can to go to the same restaurant mm -hmm. 
and we find like a server and we sit at their table and we don't tell them what we're going to do, but we all leave big tips like all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we hand this person a wad of freaking money and you could start to see, I'm getting emotional. You can start to see their freaking waterworks. And and we, we always say the same thing. Listen, we're blessed beyond belief and we just want to pass it on. Yep, that's awesome. And there's one lady that said, this is my rent. Like literally we handed her a tip and she said, this is my rent for this month. I didn't know how I was going to pay it. Like that's powerful. W- w- that, that is a heart set of abundance. It, money just flows through us. It doesn't belong to us. Nope. It flows through us. It, yep. it, like we can try to accumulate all a cum- massive accumulation is, is it's, it's kind of like fear-based, right? Mm-hmm. If you need bigger piles of money, then you don't trust that you're going to make more. Mm-hmm. So then you're not going to spend and you're worried if it's going to run out. And I'm not saying we shouldn't accumulate. I want as much as I poss- as I can possibly get. It's a big game. It's monopoly to us, right? The point is you don't need massive piles. Yep. Let it flow and it'll just keep coming back through. But there's no scarcity of opportunities. There's no during the Great Depression. There were people in food lines, and there line. and there this were there one. were people in food lines, and there were people with three jobs. Documented fact. Mm-hmm. And the people that like they were uncomfortable, so they stood in the food line. But there were people that were uncomfortable, and they went to look for a job. They had three of them, and, and they got three of them because other people were looking for food, and they were looking for jobs. And you get you're going to get whatever you look for. If you look for no opportunities, you're going to find no opportunities. If you look for plenty of opportunities, you're going to find them. This is an abundant world, and you're going to find whatever you look for. Make sure you're looking for what you want, not what you don't want. That that's big. That's the big one. Mm-hmm. Successful people focus and think about what they want. Unsuccessful people think about and focus on what they don't want. That's so, huge. so the number one I'm reason. Steal that first, the, no, it's, there's no stealing. There, it, it's an abundant universe. I'll make more. There you go. The, I'll the, make more bangers. The the, the, the the number one reason that people don't have what they want is because they don't know what they want. Mm. They, they're focused on what they don't want. They're mm. focused on avoiding bankruptcy instead of creating wealth. They're focused on saving money instead of building material or financial prosperity, right? But whatever you focus on in this world, you're going to find. I agree a thousand percent. So another thing you said was money is neither good or bad. Um, you know, it's okay to make money. It's okay to make not money. It's, it's just kind of a measuring stick. And then a big one he had, which I know you believe in, and, and this was for him, like this guy literally, he started a fund that owns $40 billion in real estate, mm-hmm. like a lot of money. And he's retired and he's been trying to help. His, his big thing is, um, is a child is child sex trafficking now? That's like his whole life's about that. So he's making yeah. an impact there. They're actually coming out the movie about him later this year. But anyways, um, help people then make money. Like that's like his biggest thing. Like he, it, all of his big successful businesses were like helping people. It wasn't like and that's, there's nothing wrong with creating a clothing brand or selling yeah. water or vodka or something like that. But like his all of his big passions were helping people, which I know that's part of what you do. Absolutely. And then, People make so much, they pay so much more, he said, and you can make so much more money when you help them, when you're just providing a certain, like providing a, a transfer of something that's, you know, like a commodity. But when you're helping them and providing a service, they will pay a lot more because they see the value. In it. Listen, I, I love, I love paying people like more than what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. 
and, and I had somebody come and fix some flooring in my house one time and, and they gave us a quote, right? How much it was going to cost. And we looked at it and it's like, yeah, okay, we'll pay that. So, you know, it was a good quote. It was a pretty reasonable quote. And they came to my house and they took like three to four times what they, you know, how long they thought it was going to take. It was like, there's no way I'm paying you what you asked for. Mm-hmm. Like you, you spent three to four times longer than you said it was going to take. And I'm going to, I'm going to make sure your time, you recognize your time is valuable. Because like, money, you just it, have the attitude. It just flows. You've gotten it back times a million on. Absolutely. So doing that on a regular basis, first of all, it lights my ass up, right? It lights my soul up, like taking care of people and helping people. And then I don't like when I'm asking for a transaction for my business and a service I provide, I'm doing that from a place of shamelessness and, and guiltlessness, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like I, I can, I know how much I give, so I have no problem receiving, there's no shame in my game yep. for receiving, right? But if you're if you're just like it's all about you, and I'm go, I'm going to take from everybody so I can keep and I can get what's rightfully mine, and I'm going to try to scrimp and save and not give you and, and negotiate you down and haggle you down. It's a very painful place to be and a very painful way to live. Yeah, I, I hate haggling. Like I don't I don't haggle much buying a car. But like can you, the best you can do are like I'll just move on even if I overpay for things, which I'm sure I have. But it's part of that mindset and it's part of just not trying to get every little penny out of everybody. And and my mentorship is, is not cheap, but it literally, they have people have to put in the work, but it literally shows people how to become a multimillionaire. Like what, yeah. like, you know, if I was like, so somebody was like, I can, you know, you pay me 200 grand and I will, you know, make sure that you become a millionaire, they would do it. But of course my mentorship is like a fraction of a fraction of that, <laughs> but it's like the, the upside and the deliverable is you become a multimillionaire. Like, there's no value on that. If you do the, charge 10 times what I charge. If you do the work, if right? You, correct. It, and they have to do the work. If, yeah. if you do the work, if you don't do the work, it's not like, but I, I, you've probably seen these people, right? They, they, they buy, they enroll in your, in your mentorship and they're like, okay, what are you going to do for me? Oh yeah. We get that. Yeah. Like, well, I'm going to teach you how to do the work, <laughs> but you got to do the work. If you don't, if you don't do the work, you're not going to get the thing. Yeah. It's so not, yeah. I'm here to guide you and teach you, not do for you. Keep you, keep you out of the gutters and keep you in, in, in the middle. Um. All right. Awesome. So. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things, because I'm sure you've been around, or I know, not sure, I know you've been around a lot of wealthy people, um, happy, sad, in the middle, all the things. Yeah. What are some traits, and you don't, we don't have to go through a list, but that are, are common, because I'm sure there's some traits that like, you know, this handful of people that live like this help, that like there's some traits that kind of intermingle, but are there some like common non-negotiable traits that, that a lot of wealthy people I think have? for me, number one is you're passionate about what you do. Okay. It's not an obligation. It's not something that you have to do. It's something you get to do. The, it's really hard to be successful and and break through levels of success in something that, that you don't like you're not passionate about. Okay. Like it, it, I think when when it wakes you up at night from excitement and opportunity, I think you're in the right zone. Okay. So right? that so number one is and this is this is coming from a guy who's Dozens, if not hundreds, of of extremely wealthy people. He's yeah. been inside their minds. Every single one of them has passion about what they do. So that's huge for yeah. people that are doing something that's not not saying you're not going to create wealth doing it that way, but just know that people that are creating wealth have that. Absolutely, it's like it's like your life and your business are intertwined. Mm-hmm. Like that separate your work and and work from from home life. I, I mean, I don't I don't know if that's true. I don't feel that's not true for me. Oh, yeah. Like my like my wife and and it drives her crazy, but my mind is always engaged in how can I help people more? How can I create more impact? And that piece of me never shuts off and I love that piece of me. I love that the the the, the thinking what mechanism. What about when you're meditating? 
it shuts off. Then. I'm kidding. I no, keep going. But, I'm but some of my best ideas come from meditating yeah, I've because I'm focused and, and harnessing that, that the power of focus. But you know, I'll sit down and my wife knows like when I'm, I'm sitting down, I'm creating content and, and I'm, I'm sitting at my laptop. I get, she says, you get the, the stare and she just leaves me alone. Right. She knows it's, that's my work time. And, and at that moment she comes second. I mean, and she, she just recognized that, but my wife also understands that. And then she also sees when I'm in front of a room and I'm, I'm lighting people on fire, like there's nobody more proud and that the opportunity to do that comes from me sitting there and her being second in them in that moment. But, but then as soon as I'm finished creating that piece of content, I close the laptop and I'm fully present with her. Right. So that ability to be fully present with my wife and with my children and, and, and with my clients, I mean, that, that's, that comes from meditation as well. But the point is, is, is there's no, there's, there's life and business for me is entangled. Um, they're, they're, they're one in the same. I, I don't, I don't, how can I express this? I don't do coaching. I don't, I don't act as a coach. Mm-hmm. I am a coach. Yeah. Like when you, when my kids were throwing, learning to throw stuff in the trash can, I was coaching them how to be more effective at throwing things in a, in a trash can because I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, I'm a guide. I'm, I, I always want to help you like level up and, and like in every aspect of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's always an opportunity to grow, not from a, not from a critical, you're not enough standpoint, but Hey, if you make this little tweak, you're going to like, you're going to level up, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to make it. I, I was a, a, a plant manager for in manufacturing for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And the, the way that, the way that I became successful as a, as a manufacturing leader is by breaking things that were working. Yep. So if I could get a hundred pieces down, down a manufacturing line, I sped that shit up to try to get 120 because I got to see where, where that thing broke so I can fix that. And now I get 120. Mm-hmm. But if I would have left it alone, I would have only been able to get a hundred down the line. Yep. So I broke it so I could see the, the bottom neck and I can fix it. So always like pushing, you know, pushing the the envelope on your talents and your gifts and your skills and what you can do, looking for that client with the problem that you haven't solved yet, instead of staying in the same zone, that's how we expand as creators, right? That's how we get out of survival mode and we get into creator mode. It, I haven't failed enough to be successful at this yet. Yeah. Like, let me, let me go and bump my toe and, and bleed a little bit, right? In order to, to learn what I don't know so that I can learn more so I can become bigger and have a, have a bigger impact. And when we have a bigger impact, our bank account grows. Yeah. Well, a thousand percent, a couple things on that. So give me your second thing that most people have and give me that. And then it may be the one that I'm thinking that you just mentioned, but what is another trait or value that every successful person, you know, has every successful person I know honors their body. Okay. And takes care of their body. Okay. And doesn't treat it like garbage. I like that. Doesn't That's a good do, one. doesn't treat it like a dumpster. Doesn't treat it like it's just a it's a chemical freaking treatment plant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's and there's different levels, right? Some people are the keto and the exercise every some exercises every morning. Some people are just more aware with it. You know, That's it, right. there are different levels, right? You don't have to be a, a gym rat to be what you're saying, but just they honor their body more than most. I'm not talking about being muscular and and sh- shredded. That's not all. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, they recognize that their vehicle matters Mm -hmm. and it's not from a, um, it's not from a, what's the word I'm looking for? Holy crap. Um, it's not from a vanity standpoint. It's from, if I don't take care of this thing, it's going to break down and and I'm not going to be able to continue doing what I'm doing. Mm 
right? And I want to be able to continue what I'm doing. So I'm not going to leave anything to chance. I'm going to honor my body. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to put good nutrition. The, the acronym is owner, oxygen, water, nutrition, exercise, and rest, right? We need very little, but the oxygen's all around you. Hydration, right? Making sure that you're never thirsty because if you're thirsty, you're already behind, right? You're already starting to, de to dehydrate. Um, it, nutrition, exercise, and rest, right? Putting good stuff into your body, getting some exercise and, and getting a great night's sleep. There's a guy, a local guy in St. Louis, um, Sean Stevenson, I think, I think I that's his name. Okay. And he wrote, he wrote a great book and, and I can't remember the name of it, but sleep, sleep smarter. That's it. Okay. And he said, most people um, treat, uh, build their uh, sleep schedule around their their, their life, but but it, do it the other way around. Build your life around your sleep schedule because your 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 sleep schedule in those eight hours or six hours for some of us, that window is what tells you and determines how impactful and how effective and how efficient and how powerful you're going to be in the other 16 hours. Mm -hmm. So it's critical that your body gets rest in every second of every day. And literally, he says that from the time you wake up, and I, I see the power of this, from the time you wake up, you're preparing for a night's sleep. For like what you put in your body is going to determine if you get good sleep or not. Like if you over-caffeinate no matter what, you're going to struggle to sleep. If you're if you're putting alcohol, a lot of alcohol in your body constantly, I'm not talking about not having some oh, yeah, drinks, yeah. but, uh, you know, or, or abstaining from anything. Eat the cake, right? But the Eat point the cake, is have a, have a beer, but... understand that there's, there's this balance that's going on. And if you really want to be effective, if you want to be fully effective, you got to honor the vehicle, man. I like so it. so I, 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 ha I haven't worked with a very, very wealthy and successful person that treats themselves like crap. I yeah, just, and, and there's the outliers out there, but that they're outliers. That's the definition. So that's not where I thought you're going three. All right. What's the, we'll, we'll leave it. What's the third one. You got one more to, to leave the audience with as far as something that is in every successful person you've worked with. So can I add, and then I'll, I'll do, you could add, and then I'll do the thing that I was thinking. You were okay. Gonna say. So I'm going to add one more. Okay. I'm going to add another word. So wealthy, successful, and happy. Okay. Okay. Is that, is that cool? Uh, hold so, on. Yeah. We'll allow. Okay. So, there's wealthy and successful people, but the ones that, I mean, the ones that I work with and that I want to work with, they, they want, they're, they're wealthy and successful, but they're looking for that, you know, that to get that edge on happiness. Okay. And there's one thing that, that every wealthy, successful and happy people, uh, one concept that they, that they embrace and they're, they're peacefully never satisfied. Okay. And, and I got that from Goggins, right? David Goggins, right at the end of his book, he talks about being peacefully never satisfied. You, you know that there's another level, but you're cool. You're good. I, like you don't, your life doesn't suck. So you need the next level. You, you enjoy your life and you're awesome here. But that next level, let's see if, let, let's see what it's like to, to experience that, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need another zero. You don't need another comma might have some fun along the way of, of getting that thing. So let's, let's give it a shot. Yeah. I think that's, that's, and we've talked about that a little bit. We've worked together. That's kind of, I think my, uh, I don't know if strength or kind of my, my superpower, none of that's the right word, but that's kind of where, where I keep continue to push is that like, I'm happy, but I always, 
always want an edge, always want more, always wanting to push, always wanting to create, always wanting that other extra whatever. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those things where you can like pushing and always wanting more, but being satisfied at the same time. It, yeah. It, and it's, it, I guess the easiest way for me to express it is don't confuse your wants with your needs. Mm-hmm. Right. You need very little. Like I said, oxygen, water, nutrition, exercise, rest, a roof over your head, uh, some temperature control in your house somewhere between 68 and 72 degrees. Right. You don't need a whole lot. Right. To survive. We want more. But then sometimes we take our wants and we make them needs and then then we self-obsess and 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 we're we've got this vision and we've got these dreams and we're treating them like they're needs. They're not needs. They're dreams. They're ambitions. They, they're, you, we can go and create them, but we don't need them to be okay. They're, that's just, we play with this stuff to experience being a human being, right? And seeing what, you know, how, what our potential looks like and what our power and what our purpose and, and what we're passionate about. We can play with these things, but we don't need to self-obsess or we don't need to obsess over our goals. We can enjoy our way to our goals instead of obsessing there. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So don't confuse your wants with your needs. I think that's a big point of what we made. And then I'll round out with the fourth one that I think you're going to agree with, but don't, if I'm wrong to, or if I'm All not right. wrong, but if you disagree or haven't seen it, let me know. And then we'll talk about how people can get a hold of you. Um, is every success person that I've ever met is um, they have failed and failed big time. Like the people avoid failure, avoiding failure. I'm big on this recently is like avoiding success. Like literally people that avoid failure, avoid success. Failure is, it's not like, it's not helpful. It is part of the process. You win, you buy a house, you rehab it, you make money. You fail, you miss on this one. Like failure is literally a yep. stepping stone on the path of success. And the more successful they are, guess what? The more they probably failed. Yeah, I, I think you, you you don't succeed your way to success. You fail your way to success, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yep. So uh, who was it? Um, oh, my my gosh. Uh, I just lost his name. Um, failure or... Uh, what, man, I'm, I'm right now I'm struggling with the quote. It's a great line, though. I haven't thought about it in a long time. Success is going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, it's a really good one, right? And I, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I struggle to remember Winston Churchill. Yep. Success is going from failure to failure without the loss of and, loss of enthusiasm. So don't avoid failure. No, Just be okay fa- with it. Fail, skin your knees, bleed a little bit. It's okay. This this entrepreneur thing is bloody. You mentioned that earlier. That's why I thought maybe we're gonna go that wrath that that path of you know failure. That's what that's what it is. You have. You can, I don't know anybody that succeeded without failing. If they haven't failed, then they haven't succeeded. It just is what it is. I wish it was different. Wish we could say that it was, but it's just not. No, we got to learn. I, yeah. So it, the, when I started my coaching business, I was in, I was working out of a co-working space and there were about four or five other coaches that uh, that were around me and we were like, you know, communing together and we were trying to figure out how to, how to build a business and how to launch a coaching business before I had any clients. And right now they all have jobs and I have a business. And the only thing that was different is I took the approach, act, learn, revise. And you failed more than them probably. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I ran into wall after wall after wall. I mean, I hurt myself a lot, 
and I changed courses and, you know, or changed course. And, and, and I, I, I had a lot of really shitty sale call, sales calls and, and I, I made a lot of offers that got rejected and I launched a lot of programs that nobody signed up for. But then I'd launch one that people did sign up for. And that came from the five that I launched that nobody signed up for. Right. And, and hey, buddy. And, <laughs> and, and I, I had a social media presence. Like when I started, I started building a social media presence where I know, like, based on who I was was before all this, it's like, who the fuck are you to tell me like how to live my life? Right. Who, who the fuck are you? Like, yep. like, I mean, you were, you were just this guy and now you're going to be this new guy. Like, yeah, I get to choose whoever yeah. I, whoever I want to be. Right. People can, yeah. With new, like I, 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 um, I hear that all the time. People like saying that some people change their opinions or flip flop. It's like, no, with new information and new failures. Like if you're, if you, so if, if you're, if anybody's listening, if their daughter or son is on the operating table and they're like, we, there's something new that we can try to save their life. Like you're going to be like, yes, try it. Absolutely. If, if the pilot's flying to New Orleans and they're like, there's a huge lightning storm. We're going to go around. You're like, yes, change your course. Please do. With, with new information creates changes. Don't just, all right, no, we said we were going to go down this path. We're going through the tornado. We don't care. Like that's yeah. just stupid. I was, I was in a conversation with at New Orleans last week, but I was in a conversation with a fella and he said, how did you like, like, how did you decide or how did you become a coach? And I said, I chose to become a coach. Mm -hmm. Like I started saying, I'm a coach. Like, you know, it, 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 is it, was it really that simple for me? Yes. Yep. Or how about speaking? I mean, I, I love traveling to speak, right? How did you become a speaker? I just started telling people I was a speaker. Yeah. And, and then I'd tell 10 people and one person would say, hey, I'm looking for a speaker. And I became a speaker because I said I'm a speaker. So I could choose tomorrow to be an astronaut. Right. It doesn't mean I'm going to go up in a rocket. But the point is, is I can start like pretending to be an astronaut. I can decide whoever I want to be. I, th we have this story. We have these stories in our mind and we control the narrative. We control the story. Problem is, we're worried about judgment. Right. And other people's and, stories. And, and other people's stories. Now, there's a reason Gary Vee just says, don't give, you know, stop giving a fuck about what people think. That's the way to become a successful entrepreneur. And that's the way to become wealthy is to stop giving a fuck what anybody else thinks. Yeah. That, especially that's the way to become happy. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's big on, you know, the kindness and those things. Yeah. That are key. So we talked about stories at the beginning. That's kind of a good way to wrap things up. So if somebody listened to this, especially now because you you know you were kind of st louis but now you're national now global so why don't global. you uh talk and we have people that at least on um a lot of social media platforms that i've got a lot of followers in india so you might get some there a lot in australia i've, I've already had an indian client a lot couple, in, couple indian a clients. lot in europe so i have a lot of followers so they may reach it so now that you're global why don't you talk a little bit about how people can get a hold of you and kind of some of the things you offer yeah well thanks for that my uh the website the business is inner wealth global so and you can go to www.innerwealthglobal.com um I, Every a couple times a year, I have a uh, an intensive workshop where uh, I get a small group together for three days here in St. Louis, and then we have you know three months of of like accountability. So I really show you how to reshape and and to retune the stories that are and the beliefs that you're holding, you know, so that you start to see life at a higher level and you start to think higher level thoughts and feel higher level emotions and act in higher level ways to achieve higher level results, right? Okay. So it all starts inside of you, and I help you get inside of you to really see what's in there and to really recontextualize and choose higher. So we do that a couple times a year. I've got one coming up March 3rd through 5th. Okay. Uh, I've got some seats. I don't have, I, I don't have a lot of seats left, but I have a couple seats left. A very small group, but it's a ten, group of 10 people. It's very 
intimate and, and intense. And we okay. do a lot of internal work. Uh, I have a mastermind okay. and it's the inner wealth mastermind. It's for entrepreneurs that are looking to shift from survival to creator mode, right? To, to get into a life where they get excited to wake up to every day. And it's not just about obsessing over money and it's not about surviving financially. It's not about survival in your marriage. It's not about survival in your health. It's about creating margin and creating impact in, in the life and waking up knowing that you matter, knowing that this world is better with you in it than it is without you. And how do people get a hold of you for either of those things? Yeah, uh, www.innerwealthglobal.com. It's it's all on the site. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can you can email me, Mike at innerwealthglobal, right? Mm-hmm. So dot com. Email me directly. Uh, our, our director of operations is Bree B R I Bree at innerwealthglobal.com. Bree can help you out as just well. Just reach out. To just them reach they'll, out. They'll, just they'll figure it yeah, out we're them. very approachable, and we we just want to we just want to you know help as many people as we can and increase the amount of impact that we have in the world. And our mission, the the, the mission for Inner Wealth Global is very simple. We're going to make the world a more loving place. And we do make the world a little more loving place. Because when you wake up in love with your life, in love with the life that you get to live and in love with who you are, in love with the impact you make, in love with every aspect of your life, you you tend to share that love. And from sharing that love, the world becomes a, a more loving place. No, I love it, man. That is awesome. So if you're still listening right now and you haven't reviewed or rated us, you don't have to, but be a lot cooler if you did. He did it. Just like he did better than Lucas. See you on the next one. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you got some major value from our conversation. If you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend. If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes, along with all our social media handles, so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message and we'll cover it in an upcoming show.